Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Inshallah, in today's uh, Sira session, we will cover Ghazwatu Bani al Mustalaq, which is also called Ghazwatu Marisi. And besides that, uh, some of the uh, treacherous role by the Munafiqeen that included uh, their uh, role in the incident of slander. Uh, against uh, Aisha radiallahu anha. Um, so uh, we'll start from where we left off last week. We covered Ghazwat. Uh, 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 last week we covered Ghazwat al and uh, also the aftermath of that. Um, after Ghazwat al Quraida, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam found the news, got the news on the second of the Sha'ban, this is the fifth year of uh, the Hijrah, uh, fifth, uh, uh, fifth uh, year, year of the Hijrah, and Bani uh, al-Mustaliq al-Harith bin Dirah. Actually, this was, uh, sorry, this was the sixth year of Hijrah. Uh, and uh, 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 the, the, the chief of Bani al-Mustaliq al-Harith bin Dirah, he was mobilizing the army to uh, to attack the Muslims in Medina. And uh, besides uh, Bani al-Mustaliq, he was able to get uh, uh, some of the Arab tribes around the Medina who were going to uh, attack uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And uh, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam heard about that, uh, he sent uh, Buraida bin al-Hasib al-Aslami uh, to verify this report. And uh, he went and he uh, had some words with, uh, uh, with uh, uh, over there with the tribe, and confirmed uh, his intention. He talked to uh, the leader Al Harith bin, uh, bin Dirar, and uh, so he actually sent uh, somebody to observe Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam's position and the, Muslim, and the Muslim position. And but he was captured and he was killed. Uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he prepared uh, the army to go against. Uh, uh, against the uh, Bani al-Mustaliq uh, because uh, they were going to attack and they sent uh, their person to uh, to do to spy on the Muslims as well. And before Rasulullah was leaving as his usual uh, uh, way of leaving somebody behind as the ruler, Rasulullah left Zayd bin uh, Haritha. Uh, Zayd bin Haritha, and we'll talk a little bit about him as well today. He was, uh, he was, the, uh, he was a freed slave as well as he was referred as the adopted son of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam as well. Um, <clears throat> so he left him as uh, the one who was the caretaker of the Medina behind, behind him, and uh, he uh, gave one of the flags, the flags of the immigrants to Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an, and uh, the flag of the uh, Ansar was given to Saad bin Ubada radiallahu uh, an, and. Uh, uh, now the, the the army of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was stationed to the place which is which is called Muraisir. This is why this is also called Ghazwatu 
uh, Muraisir. Uh, and um, the fight start the fight started, and um, the arrows were shot, and uh, the, the, the quite a bit of a battle happened. Muslims had the uh, upper hand in that uh, in that battle, and Muslim won the battle, and uh, a lot of uh, uh, booty of uh, uh, spoil of war. The booty of war was collected, and the captives uh, captives were gathered. And also, uh, the, the the daughter of uh, of the leader of Bani uh, Mustalaq, Bani Mustalaq's daughter Juwaria, the Allahu Anha, the one who became the wife of Rasulullah later on, she came as a captive as well. And uh, she came as a captive, and she was uh, she came became a captive to one of the Ansars. And uh, Juwaria, radiallahu anha, at that time, she uh, did the, uh, uh, there's, the, there's a thing called Makatab, which is you can write, uh, she did the kitab, that uh, write a agreement that after paying certain amount of money, you will be freed. So uh, she did that, and then, as the report mentions, that she went to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and uh, asked for helping her out for uh, for getting her freed. And Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, offered her that she can be uh, she can get something better also, uh, which was she he freed her as well as he offered her to, uh, uh, to in in her uh, in his marriage, and she accepted the proposal. And Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam married Juwaria. And upon Rasulullah sallallahu married to Juwaria, radiallahu anha, uh, the Sahaba they freed about hundred uh, people who were who came as the prisoners. Uh, they, and uh, 100 people were freed because they all considered as now the in-laws of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And Aisha radiallahu anha, uh, uh, as some of the reports talk about that, uh, when she saw uh, Juwaria radiallahu anha the first time, she right away, she uh, she saw the beauty of Juwaria and she was jealous. Uh, but even, even her, she says she hasn't seen a woman uh, so blessed woman for her people because of the number of people were free just because of her marriage Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So uh, this ghazwa, even though itself uh, uh, does not seem to be from the military perspective uh, as uh, too much of uh, big of a deal, but there are other incidents that happen around ghazwa uh, al mustalik were uh, of, uh, of great interest, uh, like. Uh, uh, there was uh, when when the the armies were stationed, and uh, one of the Sahabi who was uh, uh, who was an ally with uh, uh, from the Ghaffar, the, the, the tribe of the Ghaffar, and he was uh, an ally of uh, of the Muhajirin. And uh, one of the, uh, the, the the Sahabi who was an ally of Khazraj, they were uh, they were trying to get the water, and while they were hustling for water, somehow they got into an argument. And they started calling each other's allies to fight on their on their behalf, and uh, that was a, a troublesome uh, issue. That uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was among them, and these Sahaba they started calling uh, their allies to fight with each other for a minor thing, as they, when they were uh, getting water and they they had some heated argument, and they uh, they were about to start fighting with each uh, with each other. And uh, when this situation uh, came up, uh, Abdullah bin Ubay uh, bin Salul, the head of the Munafiqeen, the head of the hypocrites, 
he uh, he showed his hypocrisy actually here. And uh, we talked about his hypocrisy in the past also, that uh, how he showed his hypocrisy in, uh, uh, after Badr and uh, in Ghazbatul Ahad and Ghazbatul Ahzab. And, and uh, whenever they, he was getting chances, he was uh, involved in uh, hurting the Muslims. But now when this incident happened, that the Muslims would start calling each other to fight on uh, uh, Ansar, Ansar and Muhajirin were about to fight with each other because of uh, this incident. Now he found uh, uh, he found a chance to uh, to cause to cause some sort of uh, uh, trouble between the uh, between the Muslims, and uh, he said some certain statements, and that those statements can included like uh, he said uh, referring to. Uh, uh, the Muslims, uh, uh, they, 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 they have outnumbered and shared us our, our land. If you fatten your dog, it will eat you. Uh, and uh, similarly, uh, later on, he, at one incident, he even referred to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam as the disgraced one. And uh, he said that the most uh, after we will go back to Medina uh, after this battle, uh, the most honorable will expel that the, the disgraced out of the Medina. And uh, when this uh, report was heard by one of the young Sahabi, he went to his uncle and he told his uncle about what uh, what, what uh, uh, Abdullah bin Ubay was uh, was talking about. And now, uh, when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was told about this, and Omar bin Khattab radiyallahu an was sitting there, Omar's uh, response was. That he said that Ya Rasulullah uh, gave the permission to Abbad bin uh, Bashar and uh, he will go and kill Abdullah bin Ubay. Uh, and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he told Umar bin Khattab an about this, that he said that uh, if he does this action, then the people would say that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is killing his own uh, companions. Uh, so, look, we have to understand this uh, idea of these munafiqeen and how to treat with, the, how to deal with the munafiqeen as well. Or munafiqeen means hypocrites. First of all, to understand, uh, when we are talking about hypocrites or munafiqeen, these are the people who are kuffar in their heart. They did not accept Islam. But in the face value, they come out and they, they show themselves as they have accepted Islam and they were Muslims. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has showed us that how to deal with these kind of personalities. First of all, uh, us as a uh, normal human being, uh, we do not know, we cannot say that uh, what's, what is the matter of the heart of the people, right? Uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was uh, given this kind of information from the wahi from Allah azza wa jal, that uh, who was the, the, the really munafiq and who was, uh, who, who was not. But in, in our case, uh, we cannot say anything about what's in the hearts of the people. We can only talk about the actions undertaken by a person, whether the action is according to Islam or not. Uh, so Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he showed us from the actions that even when it comes to munafiqeen, and he was given the uh, from the wahi, who was a munafiq, but he showed to the people how to deal with them. And this is why he said, the people will say that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is killing his own companions if he would have killed uh, uh, Abdullah bin Ubay. So now, 
And that, that's what Rasulullah said, and he left it there. But when Abdullah uh, bin Ubay bin Salul, he found out about uh, uh, that Rasulullah has found out about his statement, then he went to Rasulullah and he swore that he never said this. And the, 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 that young man, a child, he must have misheard uh, Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul. And uh, because he swore, and, uh, and that's enough. So the idea is this like, when somebody comes and uh, uh, report something about anyone uh, that has to be proven you cannot just accuse anyone about something that uh, that for the fuller person has said something or done something and you don't have any proof so you have to prove it even in the case of uh, abdullah bin ubay uh, the, the, the hypocrite rasulullah uh, sallam did not uh, punish him just based on what he said and uh, and the reports actually talk about uh, the, that incident that uh, later on uh, the, the Sahaba like uh, Sa'ad bin Mu'ad uh, and, uh, uh, and he, he got up and he, will, he said, Rasulullah, allow, allow me to, to kill him. And Rasulullah uh, did not allow any of them. And uh, when uh, Usaid bin Hudayr was, uh, was told about this, his response was that, Ya Rasulullah, uh, you are the honorable one and he is the disgraced one and he mentioned that uh, the reason that uh, he is acting like this because of uh, uh, Abdullah bin Ubay that when uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came to Medina uh, to, to, and he became the ruler of the Medina right before that uh, the, the people of Medina, they were, prepared, pre, they were preparing a crown for him and he was about to become the king of Medina. But when Rasulullah came and he became the ruler, for him it was as if a coup had happened, uh, happened against him. And he kept the grudge until he actually died. And he died in the, in the, in the state of Nifaq. But, uh, but when we're talking about, uh, uh, so he, he mentioned why he was acting like this. So Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam let it go, but uh, uh, this was uh, uh, his son also. He uh, Abdullah uh, Abdullah bin Ubay's uh, uh, son. His name was Abdullah as well. But he was uh, uh, he was a good Muslim, and uh, he when he heard about that and, and he came to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he asked Ya Rasulullah that he said he heard that he, his father would be killed. And, uh, and he, he said like this, if his father would be killed, and he said, you know that I am the most uh, uh, merciful and good towards my father. And uh, if I find out that somebody else would have killed my father and he would be walking on the earth, that would have been very painful for me to see the killer of my father. It's better for me that you order me and I will go ahead and kill my father. And Rasulullah told him that this is not Rasulullah's intent and that was let go at that time. But when the Sahaba, when they were about to fight with each other, Rasulullah he left from uh, uh, the, uh, he took the army and he left from there because uh, uh, but normally Rasulullah used to not leave at that time but he left because he wanted to take the minds of the Sahaba away from this kind of a situation they got involved in and they continued to walk the whole day and the next day the whole night and even the part of the next day 
uh, was passed and they continued to walk. And uh, they walked so much that they, they, they got tired and they, they, they were distracted from the situation they were, they, they were getting involved into and they did not, uh, did not talk about the situation. And the Wasallam was able to divert the attention of the Sahaba. See, there are two ways of doing this, right? One is, of course, the Aqidah is enough for us to remember that uh, these kind of asabiya uh, uh, kind of a thoughts, meaning that my tribe is better than your tribe, or I am better than you, or they, they can be taken care of by the Aqidah, just reminding that this is from the Jahiliya thoughts. And Rasulullah did that among the Sahaba. Uh, we have seen that in other situations as well. But besides that, uh, uh, the, the situation that was heating up and the munafiqeen, they were playing their role to uh, to make the Muslims fight with each other. Rasulullah wanted to take that anger away from them and divert this attention and they can they can think about the situation with a clear mind rather than uh, uh, talking to each other while they were still angry. So this is how Rasulullah took care of uh, this, uh, this sensitive situation and uh, uh, and we will see that how uh, this very same Munafiq Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul was taken care of later on in another situation that came up because of during the very same incident that we are talking about, which was the uh, 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 which was the uh, during the Ghazwat al-Bari Mustalaq. Now, besides that, there's another incident that happened uh, around the same time was Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He uh, he married Zainab radiallahu anha, the wife. Uh, uh, the, the she was a, she was an ex-wife of her adopted son Zaid bin Haritha. Now, when this happened among the Arabs, there was a there was a known thing that uh, if you adopt somebody, adopt a child, that becomes your child, and uh, you even call him by your, uh, give your name as the father's name. As, as a matter of fact, one of the hadith reported by Ibn Umar that uh, talks about this, that uh, he says about the Anna Zayd ibn Haritha, Mawla Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ma kunna naduhu illa Zayd ibn Muhammad, hatta nazal al-Quran, uduhum li abayhim, huwa aqsatu inda Allah. That says that we used to call Zayd ibn Haritha, the freed slave of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, except by the name Zaid bin Muhammad, until this ayah was revealed. And this ayah was in Surah Al-Ahzab, and uh, that ayah, uh, the meaning of the ayah, the means call them, uh, call them, means referring to adopted sons, by the names of their fathers. That is more than just in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you, the, after this ayah was revealed, they started calling him Zayd ibn Haritha. Before that, they, were, they used to call him as Zayd ibn Muhammad. So now, among the Arabs at the time, they used to refer them as adopted son, as a real son, and actually used to even inherit. Now, when Rasulullah married the wife of uh, the wife who was divorced by Zayd, uh, that became an issue among the Arabs and especially the Munafiqeen. They started. Uh, rubbing this in the face of the Muslims. And uh, uh, and one common thing that we find about this incident and the other incident of the slander against the family of Rasulullah is this, that Kupfar, uh, they realized that even though Muslims were not the one who had a lot of material power or strength, but they realized that 
they, they cannot beat them in the battlefield. At the same time, they also understood that the Muslims were uh, achieving all the victories uh, were not because of uh, the material power, rather because of, uh, of the, 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 the moral strength and the belief in Allah Azza wa Jal and their, their characters. So now, uh, uh, the, the, during this battle uh, and later on, the Kuffar, they started using uh, uh, more of uh, uh, started accusations against the character of, uh, of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the Sahaba around him and the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that is that it was one of the incidents from the beginning or one of the beginning incidents that was used against like that against Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the Sahaba and in this case what they did was they started saying that how can Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam marry and this is again the Munafiqeen they started off uh, uh, and uh, even until today many of these incidents are used by uh, especially by Orientalists the one who studied the deen of Islam, uh, and then they try to use the deen against uh, the, the Muslim. Uh, and Orientalists are uh, the one who are... Now, just because somebody is adopted, he does not make, you, make, it, make him your son. And Allah Azza wa Jal says, Makana Muhammad. Muhammad is not the father of any one of your men, but he is the messenger of Allah and last of the prophets. And ever, and ever is Allah of all, uh, all things knowing. Uh, and other place in Surah Al-Ahzab, also the one that I mentioned, uh, that ayah, is, is, is referring to the very same uh, incident of uh, Zayd ibn Harith, actually. And uh, the, the ayah, the, the one that says, call them by the names of the fathers, it is more just in the sight of Allah. And Allah says, but if you do not know their fathers, then they are still your brothers in religion and those uh, interests uh, uh, to you. So th- th- this is how uh, the, <clears throat> the Islam looks at the issue of adoption that, look, uh, just because you call somebody your son, uh, it doesn't make him your real son. So from that perspective, sometimes people don't understand when somebody says that in Islam there is no concept of adoption. This is what it refers to, that you cannot just become a father of somebody, even though he's not your father. But besides that, you can take care of the uh, of the orphans or the one who are in needy. That's not a problem. Uh, but we cannot just refer to them just because uh, you refer to them. Call them your son does not become your son. So that, that that's a conceptual thing that we should remember. Uh, that's what it refers to whenever it talks about uh, there is no adoption in Islam from that perspective. Okay, so that's one thing that they use against it. Other thing they used was uh, they also uh, 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 Abdullah bin Ubay was one of the people who started saying as if Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he actually liked Zainab, so he made the uh, Zaid uh, divorce Zainab and he married Zainab radiallahu anha. And this is a very interesting, uh, 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 interesting thing. First of all. Zainab bint Jahash, she was, uh, uh, the, she was the cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And uh, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uh, offered Zay, uh, to marry Zainab, 
because he was his uh, so-called uh, uh, he uh, he was the one who was taking care of him, his freed slave, and until one point uh, referred as adopted son, and he asked Zainab to marry uh, Zaid. Uh, Zainab actually, radiallahu anha, she refused to. Uh, in the beginning, she refused to marry uh, Zaid because she, for her, uh, she was of a higher status. She was married. Uh, she was a divorced woman from a, uh, from the Quraysh. She was of a higher status, status to go and marry a freed slave. And then, so Allah sallallahu alaihi commanded uh, upon which she actually accepted. Uh, to marry Zayd, and uh, and they were married. And after they were married, the things did not work out, and it ended up in divorce after a year or two. And uh, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam made Zainab after the the, the son uh, uh, after Zayd the divorce of Zainab, radiallahu anhu. Now, uh, so they the, uh, the Orientalists and even the Munafiqeen at that time they tried to make this as an issue uh, to. Uh, to say bad things about the character of Rasulullah and also they said because uh, Rasulullah made the fifth wife Zainab was the fifth one and the Quran max, uh, put the uh, maximum limit of four uh, so now they started saying that Rasulullah is breaking the rules while Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, Rasulullah kind of uh, he, was, uh, he was allowed to marry uh, four the, more than four wives uh, as as we as we know, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says also, Ya ayyuhan Nabi, ittaqallah wa la tuti al kafirin wa nafiqin. Inna Allah kana alim al hakima. O Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, keep your duty to Allah and obey not the disbelievers and hypocrites. Verily, Allah is ever uh, all knower, all wise. Meaning, do not uh, just because they are making uh, accusations against you, do not do something uh, uh, against what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has has commanded him. Now, so this is. Uh, when it comes to uh, Zainab, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed him, and we know that uh, there are some of, within the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there are some of the actions are uh, allowed to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, while they were not allowed to others. That includes uh, marrying more than four wives, which was actually, later in his life, it was, uh, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu was ordered that he was not allowed to marry any more wives at all. Uh, and uh, But uh, besides the marriage, Things like Rasulullah was allowed to fast two consecutive days without breaking the fast, while the normal people among the Muslims, we are not allowed to do that. We have to break the fast to fast another day. Or uh, things like uh, it was an obligation on Rasulullah to uh, pray during a night or Salat al-Tahajjud, while uh, uh, for the Muslims, it's not an obligatory uh, salah. So these, there are some of the actions which are specific to Prophet Wasallam and the regular Muslims are not allowed to do that. Uh, so, and the marriage was one of them. Uh, marriage, the, the more than four wives was one of the actions that was allowed to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So that, that was about the Zayd and the Zayna radiallahu anhumah. And after that, when uh, the Muslims were returning back from uh, from the battle of Bani Al-Mustalaq, uh, and there's a long hadith actually that talks about the issue of the slandering affair or the ifq uh, that uh, Aisha radiallahu anha uh, has reported that it's reported in Bukhari. So I'll try to uh, summarize the hadith and at least we can get some uh, meaning out of it or lessons out of it. Uh, when Aisha radiallahu anha was returning back and Aisha was one of the uh, Umhatul Mu'mineen whose name was came up in the draws. Because whenever Rasulullah used to go out for expeditions on a journey, 
he used to uh, uh, he used to draw draw the lots and uh, whichever the wife's name would come, wife's name would come out he would take her uh, with him and when they were going for ghazwatul uh, bani bani al-mustalaq aisha radiyallahu anha's name uh, came out and she was with rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam now uh, when they were returning back uh, from ghazwa uh, uh, she was on a on a, on a, one of the camels and camel had there's a thing called haudaj 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 is a, a thing uh, it's like a, a small if i call it a, a small uh, cubicle thing that you put on top of the uh, the, the camel and the uh, uh, and the women sit inside it so it's covered and you, you the, the women are sitting inside so uh, uh, the she, aisha was uh, was in her, in the the haudaj of uh, uh, on the camel uh, and uh, uh, during those days they they not have uh, uh, like a bathrooms and toiletry like this the, the, the way we have today so uh, uh, when uh, aisha the law anha she uh, when when the army was stationed and she had to go for uh, go for a uh, uh, to take care of uh, uh, of her uh, what do you call uh, what we call the call of nature, and she moved away from the camel. And uh, when she went there, she 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 uh, when she came, she was returning back to the camel, and uh, she found out that she lost the necklace that she borrowed from her sister. And uh, uh, because that was not her own necklace, uh, it's not that it was expensive or something, but that was not her own necklace. So she went back. And she followed the track, and she was looking for the necklace. And uh, while she was looking for it, and she, uh, when she found the necklace, she came back. When she came back, she, she found that the army had already left. And the, uh, the reason army left was, uh, in general, uh, 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 the women at that time they were light. They did not used to have uh, too much to eat, as Aisha mentioned in the hadith. So, uh, so those people, then the people who were carrying the haudaj, they did not feel the difference in the heaviness of the uh, of the of the haudaj, uh, and while they were lifting, and uh, they put it over the camel uh, at that time, uh, uh, and she said she was she was a young lady, and they did not realize, and that could be because of that. Too many people were carrying it, so they did not realize that uh, she was not inside. Now, so they went, they they, they left, and now uh, she. Uh, she she was uh, she she got tired over there and uh, she just fell asleep. Then uh, Safwan bin uh, Safwan bin Muattal, uh, he uh, uh, he was coming behind the army, and uh, he, when he saw uh, Aisha radiallahu anha uh, sleeping there, and actually the, the, this incident was after the the ahka or ruling of the hijab. But she, when she was sleeping, he was able to see her and uh, he recognized her because he saw her before the ruling of the hijab came. So the only thing, as Aisha mentions, that uh, Safwan uh, said when he saw Aisha was, Inna lillahi wa inna And these are the only words he said to Aisha uh, when he when he saw her and until they were able to meet the army again. But the way he even uh, put the, uh, took Aisha with her, he made his camel knell, uh, knell down and uh, he made, uh, he got off and he made Aisha, radiallahu anha, to get on the camel and he was 
he walked the whole way. He was on the, in the front of the camel, uh, and he walked the whole way until they, they, they met the army. Now, what happened after that was, then the Aisha says, then whosoever was meant for destruction fell into destruction. Some people accused me falsely, and the leader of the false accuser was Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salud. Now, after, but after they went back to Medina, Aisha anha, says she, she became ill. And she was ill for about a month. And uh, she was not getting any news what's happening around. Because uh, Abdullah ibn Ubay, uh, he actually uh, started accusing Safwan and uh, Aisha anhuma, about uh, uh, bad conduct. Uh, that they have done something bad and they, they accused uh, both of them. Now, uh, she was not aware of it. She was sick. The only thing she felt was that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was not u- as usual kind as he used to be when he uh, when she used to uh, get, get sick. So, but he, uh, but but he would greet and say, uh, "How is that? How is that girl?" I did not know anything of what was going on till I recovered from my ailment. That's what Aisha says, and uh, uh, and she said that she went out with uh, Umm Mistah. Uh, 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 so she she went out with him, with her, and uh, for the to answer the call call of nature, uh, they used to go away from the the living uh, habitant uh, place. And uh, when they were walking, um, uh, Umm Mustah she uh, she tripped, and when she tripped, uh, she uh, so when she tripped or stumbled, she said she said. Uh, that uh, let Mustah bin ruin. Uh, so when she said that, she cursed at Mustah. Mustah was her son. And Aisha said that you are saying a bad word. Why are you abusing a man who took part in the Badr? And we know that the people who participated in, in Badr, they have a very high status among the Sahaba even. Uh, and the, the reports talk about them as the, the, their sins are forgiven. So, uh, and it, uh, so now uh, she, she, she said, uh, the mother goes that, didn't you hear what they said? Then she, then she told, uh, Aisha mentioned that she told her the whole story about the accusations. Now, uh, Aisha's sickness got aggravated by that. She returned home and uh, when Rasulullah came to her, uh, and he said, how, uh, how, how, how is that girl? How is your Aisha? And I requested him, Aisha said, he said, I requested him to allow me to go to my parents. And uh, because Aisha, she wanted to, she said, that I wanted to then be sure of the news through them. Uh, and Rasulullah allowed him, allowed me. Uh, and I went to my parents and asked my mother, what are you people talking about? She said, oh, my daughter. Don't worry much about this matter. By Allah, never is there a charming woman loved by her husband who has other wives, but the woman would forge false news about her. I said, subhanallah, are the people really talking, uh, taking of, uh, uh, talking of this matter? That night, Aisha mentioned that she continued to cry and could not sleep until morning. In the morning, Allah's messenger, Rasulullah called Ali, Bin, Abu Ta- uh, bin Abi Talib and Usama bin Zayn. And he started asking about, uh, about uh, Aisha radiallahu anha. So Usama's uh, response was, Usama bin Zayn, that w- uh, what he knew of uh, the good reputation of his wives 
and added the meaning that that's the only thing he uh, he knows about the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And he said, "Oh, uh, oh Rasulullah, uh, keep your keep your wife. By Allah, we know nothing about uh, about her but good." So that was the response of Usama. But when it came to Ali radiallahu an, he did not say bad things about Aisha. Ali bin Abi Talib's response was, oh, Ya Rasulullah, Allah has not imposed restrictions on you. There are many women other than she, yet you may ask the women servant who will tell you the truth. Meaning, he said, if you really want to know the truth, go to the women servant, they will know more detail about even your wife. And Rasulullah Allah went to Barira radiallahu anha and asked her, so, uh, so Barira's response, he, he asked her, did you see, uh, ever see anything which roused your suspicion about her? And Barira said, no, by Allah, who has sent you with the truth. I have never seen in her anything faulty except that she's a girl of immature age who sometimes sleeps and leaves the dough for the goats to eat. So that's the only thing she can think of, anything bad about Aisha, that... Uh, uh, she may fall asleep while the dough is there and goat will come and eat. On that day, Rasulullah wasallam got on the, uh, on the member and requested that somebody support him in punishing. Uh, uh, Abdullah ibn, uh, so he, uh, Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salud. Uh, Rasulullah said, but he did not say the name there. He said like this, who will, who will support me to punish that person who has hurt me by slandering the reputation of my family? By Allah, I know nothing about my family but good. And they have accused a person about whom I know nothing except good. And about talking about uh, Safwan. And he never entered my house except in my company. Sa'ad bin Mu'ad, radiallahu anh, he got up and he said, Oh Allah's messengers, Rasulullah By Allah, I will relieve you from him if that man is from the tribe of the Aus. Because... Sa'ad bin Mu'ad from, was from uh, Aus. Then, he, uh, uh, then we will chop off his head. Uh, and if he is from our brothers, Khazraj, then order us and we will fulfill your order. Meaning, whether it's from Aus or Khazraj, Sa'ad bin Mu'ad said, we'll take care of him. Now, on that, Sa'ad bin Ubada, he was the chief of the Khazraj. And before this incident, the hadith says he was, uh, he was, a, he was a pious man. Uh, got up and motivated by his uh, zeal for his tribe and said, by Allah, you have told a lie. You cannot kill him and you will uh, never be able to kill him. Uh, uh, on that, Usaid ibn Hudayr uh, got up and said to Sa'ad bin Abada, by Allah, you are a liar. By Allah, we will kill him and you are a hypocrite, defending hypocrites. On this, the two tribes of Aus and Khazraj got excited and were about to fight each other. While Rasulullah was standing on the pulpit, he got down and quieted them till they became silent and kept quiet. On that day, I kept, Aisha is mentioning that I kept on weeping so much so that neither did my tears stop nor could I sleep. In the morning, my parents were with me and I had, uh, I had wept for two nights and a day till I thought my liver would burst from my weeping. While they were uh, sitting with me and I was weeping and an Ansari woman uh, asked my permission to enter. I allowed her to come in. She sat down and started weeping with me. While we were in the state, Rasulullah came and sat down. And he had never sat with me since the day they, uh, they forged the accusation. 
no revelation. So the, no revelation is revealed about this. Rasulullah comes this time and he said, said, said with him. Now he uh, uh, first he recited the tashahud uh, and then uh, he said, Oh Aisha, Aisha, I have been informed such and such about you. If you are innocent, then Allah will soon reveal your innocence. And if you have committed a sin, then repent to Allah and ask Him to forgive, forgive you. For you, are, uh, for when a person confesses his sin and asks Allah for forgiveness, Allah accepts his uh, repentance. So, uh, first of all, he's not talking about uh, confession in front of uh, the people. He's talking to Aisha radiallahu anha to confess to Allah azza wa jal, meaning ask for forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa taala. Because we know the rule, even if somebody has committed the sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has covered it, then it's not that you go openly and uh, uh, start talking about the sin, because Allah may forgive you. But there are people, it's also allowed, that if somebody is asking for punishment for a sin that a person has committed uh, in this dunya, they can ask for punishment also, so in the akhirah they will not be uh, punished for the sin. Okay, when Allah's Messenger وسلم, finished his speech, by, uh, Aisha says, My tears ceased completely, and there remained not even a single drop of it. I requested my father to reply to Rasulullah. So instead of replying herself, she's asking her father. Abu Bakr doesn't know what to reply. So uh, she said, I said to my mother, Talk to Rasulullah on my behalf. She said, By Allah, I do not know what to say to Rasulullah. I was a, she, Aisha said, I was a young girl, did not have much knowledge of the Quran. I said, I know by Allah that you have listened to what people are saying and that has been planted in your minds and you have taken it as a truth. Now I told you that I am innocent and Allah knows that I'm innocent. You would not believe me if I confess to, uh, confess to you falsely that I am guilty. And, and, uh, and if, so if I can confess to, confess to you falsely that I'm guilty and Allah knows that I am innocent, you would believe me. By Allah, I don't compare my situation with you except the situation of Yusuf's father. So uh, this is interesting. She was so angry that she could not remember the name of Yaqub uh, salam. Rather, she just referred to the Yaqub salam as the father of, Yus- uh, father of Yusuf. And she says, فَصَبْرٌ جَمِيلٌ وَاللَّهُ الْمُسْتَعَانَ So for, for me, patience is most fitting against that which you uh, assert and it is Allah alone whose help can be sought. So then uh, Aisha said that I turned to the uh, uh, to other side of my bed, hoping that Allah would prove my innocence. And Aisha says that I, uh, I never thought that Allah would reveal the divine inspiration and the wahi, in my case, meaning the Quran in my favor. And uh, uh, she says that I consider myself too inferior to be taught in the Holy Quran. I, I, I hope that Allah's Messenger might have a dream, meaning in which Allah would prove my innocence. Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was, uh, whatever he was saying or doing was uh, driven by the wahi. And uh, uh, even the ahadith, when we talk about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they are part of the wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a different kind of a wahi than the Quran, but that's also wahi. It's not verbatim as the Quran is verbatim from Allah azza wa jal. Uh, so uh, she was uh, hoping that there will be some inspiration to Rasulullah not hoping that there will be ayat of the Quran will be revealed in her favor. And uh, about, uh, uh, about 10 ayat were revealed uh, to discuss this uh, issue of Aisha, the issue of effort. So uh, the hadith goes on. So they, they overtook him the same state which you, Rasulullah was overtaken the same 
uh, stayed when the wahi used to come and the drops of the sweat were dropping like uh, pearls through, uh, uh, though it was cold, wintry day. When the, that state of uh, Rasulullah was over, he was smiling and the first word he said, Aisha, thank Allah for Allah has declared your innocence. My mother, then Aisha says, my mother told me, go to Rasulullah meaning go thank Rasulullah And Aisha said, I replied, by Allah, I will not go to him and will not thank him but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, thank Allah, but I will thank Allah. So Allah revealed uh, the ayah in the Ladina Jao bil ifk, Usbatun minkum la tahsabu hu sharralakum, balhuwa kharulakum likul imrim minhum, maktasaba min al ithm, waladi tawalla kibrahu minhum, lahu adabun adim. And uh, the rest of the ayat, this is the beginning of uh, uh, the wahi that revealed in her favor. Uh, the, 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 the meaning of ayah is indeed those who came with false. Falsehood are group among you. Do not think it bad for you. Rather, it is good for, for you. For every person among them is what punish, uh, punishment uh, he has uh, earned from the sin. And he who took upon himself the greater portion thereof, for him is a great punishment. And the ayah uh, uh, continue on. And uh, when Allah gave this declaration, uh, Aisha said of my innocence, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anh, who used to provide uh, mistah, uh, the, the, uh, he used to provide him provision because he was poor and uh, Abu Bakr said by Allah I will never pr- provide Mistah with anything because of what he said about Aisha radiallahu anha but Allah later revealed and let not those who are good and wealthy among you swear not to uh, not to help their kinsmen, those in need, and those who left their homes in Allah's cause. Let them forgive and overlook. Do you not wish that Allah should forgive you? Verily, Allah is of forgiving, merciful. And when Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anh, uh, heard of the ayah, after that Abu Bakr said, Yes, by Allah, I like that Allah should forgive me. And he resumed helping Mistah uh, as he used to do before. Now, after that, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked uh, Zainab bin Tajahash uh, uh, about this situation. And he asked uh, about, uh, he asked about uh, he asked Zainab bin Tajahash, uh, uh, the wife of Rasulullah, what do you know and what, do you, what did you see? She replied, Oh Rasulullah, I refrain, uh, I refrain to claim hearing or seeing what I have not heard or seen. By Allah, I know nothing except goodness about Aisha. Aisha further added that Zainab was competing with the love of Rasulullah, yet Allah protected her from being malicious. For she had piety, meaning she's not one of those people who started saying bad things about Aisha, even though her own sister, uh, the, the sister of uh, uh, Zainab, uh, Hamna, uh, she, she, she was one of the people who was flogged. As, uh, the, as the Rivayat mentioned that there the, are the three people who were, uh, who were, to, were involved in slandering Aisha, including Mistah. Uh, 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 Hassan bin Thabit and Hamna bin Tajahash. These three were flogged 80 times because in Islam, when you, when one person, he makes an accusation towards a man or a woman about zina or uh, these kind of accusations, then uh, and do not have the witnesses, uh, four witnesses you are required, 
then uh, if you don't have witnesses and you accuse somebody of uh, uh, of these kind of actions then you will be you you you, you will be uh, hit 80 flogs and this is uh, a had from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that was applied to mr hassan bin thabit and hamna bin jahad um, uh, but now the question comes in is why abdullah bin, uh, bin ubay the one who was the starter of all this was not flogged. There are two reports. One talks about that he was flogged. The other says, uh, in general, it is mentioned that he was not flogged. Uh, and the reason mentioned is because of, uh, uh, if you are given the punishment here, then you will not be punished on the day of judgment. That's one of the things. And, uh, and he, uh, because then he does not deserve this merit of, uh, like, the, like the other people. And the uh, uh, other thing is, after that uh, uh, incident that happened, people w- stopped listening to Abdullah bin Ubayy completely. Whatever he was saying, he, he was sh- sh- shut up by the people and they used to stop him saying anything uh, in public. And uh, as a matter of fact, Rasulullah uh, later on asked Omar bin Khattab uh, about this. Don't you see, uh, he said, Omar, if I had Abdullah ibn Ubayy killed, a large number of dignitaries would have furiously has, uh, fight for him. Now, on the contrary, if I ask them to kill him, they will do so out of their own free will. And Omar replied, I swear by Allah, Rasulullah's judgment is much more sound than, than mine. And uh, after uh, this incident, uh, we find that uh, there were uh, a few small uh, uh, battles that happened around uh, the Medina before Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam headed towards Hudaybiyah, and uh, they, they, they were minor ones uh, in the in the uh, in the six year Hijri. One was uh, headed by Abdurrahman bin Auf, uh, uh, Abdurrahman bin Auf. Uh, then that was uh, against the Bani, Bani Kelb, and the other one was by uh, headed by Ali bin Abi Talib, and that was against Bani Saad bin Bakr. Uh, and uh, the third one was headed by uh, there's uh, this difference of opinion whether it was Abu Bakr Siddiq or Zaid bin Haritha but that was uh, against Wadi al-Qara in, uh, in the Ramadan of the 6th Hijri and the uh, fourth one was by Anas bin Malik uh, and that was against the tribe of Uraina and uh, the fifth one by Amr bin uh, it was, uh, was reported by uh, the, the fifth one uh, is reported by uh, Amr bin Umayyah, Damri, and Salma bin uh, uh, Salame, who have been sent to and uh, sent uh, sent to kill actually Abu Sufyan, the chief of Quraysh, who had already sent a Bedouin to kill Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But these two men failed, uh, except for the three mushrikeen were killed on this way. So these were the uh, some of the incidents happened after Bani al Mustalaq. Uh, uh, before Rasulullah headed towards the Hudaybiyah uh, or, or for the Umrah. And we'll inshallah talk about that. But to, to remember uh, as a lesson from today's talk, there were a few important points uh, to remember that uh, this idea of nationalism that we can see even among the time of Rasul, uh, while Rasulullah was there among the Sahaba, it was uh, multiple times, multiple occasions we can see that there was, it was triggered and it was taken care of when the system was of Islam was in place and uh, uh, Muslims were reminded of 
the aqidah of Islam and the one who did not follow right away the state intervened and took care of any of these kind of incidents. And unlike today, that it is very easy for the people to get involved into different kinds of asabiyak uh, 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 or the nationalistic or tribal, tribal or, or racism kind of uh, issues nowadays, even among the Muslims. It's not because uh, uh, Islam is not against it. Yes, Islam is against it. Muslims and individuals are aware of it. But because the system is not there that can impose uh, these thoughts to make sure that that does not trigger any kind of uh, uh, problems among the people. Uh, so in the time of, even in the time of Rasulullah they were triggered and they were taken care of. So that's one point of it. Second point is uh, about, we can see that, uh, that the kuffar, they, uh, the, they realized that they could not win battles or the wars against the Muslims in the time of Rasulullah and later on. So they took another way of uh, 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 giving bad name to Rasulullah and Sahaba and in general Islam by creating uh, uh, creating a smoke screen in front of uh, Muslims and Islam, so people cannot see what Islam is about, and they just show they make up stuff against Islam, and that has been going on for a long period of time. Uh, so for that, we have to be aware of uh, of Islam ourselves, so we can. Uh, uh, we can show to the people what Islam is about. So in this case, for example, in the case of Zayd, uh, 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 his marriage to uh, Zainab, and then uh, after the divorce, Rasulullah's marriage to Zainab, uh, this has been used by Kuffar a lot to say bad things about the, the character of Rasulullah, which are completely false and uh, uh, does not make any sense within if we, if we just read the historical events uh, properly. And uh, uh, about the incident of Aisha radiallahu anha, look, even the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the beloved wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa she was not spared of uh, saying bad things about her. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, Rasulullah sallallahu even for that, he waited for the wahi and then he acted uh, on this uh, action. So his, that's another sign of showing that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and Sahaba, they they were very well aware of this thing that uh, the, our actions are driven by the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa taala, and they used to wait for the wahi if the rule was not there for a specific situation. And this this is what we can see even the situation where even his whole uh, Rasulullah's own family was uh, under the slander. He still. Uh, waited for the command of Allah Azza wa Jal in that situation. So, inshallah, we'll stop here. And if uh, there is any questions or comments on the subject that's covered today, uh, I will answer. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.